Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, one of the things uh, that's going to be really important that we're going to see more is is this mobile-first hiring process. We really uh, have come a long way and we still have a ways to go in ensuring that everyone is able to participate in these hiring processes, especially when you consider uh, remote rural areas, uh, you know, economically depressed areas. That's after these headlines. IBM has announced a suite of environmental intelligence software that uses AI to help organizations prepare for and respond to weather and climate risks. The company said in a press release yesterday, the software can help companies streamline, automate the management of environmental risks and operationalize the underlying processes, including carbon accounting and deduction, to meet environmental goals. The software suite uses existing weather data from IBM, advanced geospatial analytics already in use by companies around the world, and new innovations from IBM Research. The offering is the first to bring together artificial intelligence, weather data, climate risk analytics, and carbon accounting capabilities in this way, according to IBM. Apple's next hardware event is set for October 18th, according to invites it sent out yesterday, The Verge reports. Apple is widely expected to launch new MacBook laptops, a redesigned higher-end Mac Mini, and the third-generation AirPod earphones. The new MacBooks would be the latest step in Apple's transition away from Intel processors, replacing them with an ARM-based chip called the M1X that Apple designs itself, according to The Verge. The event will stream live on Apple's website at 10 a.m. Pacific Time or 10.30 p.m. Indian Standard Time. Eightfold AI, a talent intelligence platform provider, has struck a partnership with Tata Consultancy Services, India's biggest IT services company, the company said in a press release yesterday. Through this alliance, TCS will offer services for the Eightfold Talent Intelligence Platform and develop innovative joint solutions to help customers improve talent management outcomes, retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent more efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Open, an SME-focused neo-banking platform provider, has raised 735 crore rupees or $100 million in a Series C round. The funding was led by Temasek and saw participation from Google and SBI Investment, one of Japan's leading venture capital firms. Existing investors Tiger Global and 314 Capital also participated in the round. Open plans to use the funding to further strengthen and accelerate its new product lines. These include Zwitch, its embedded finance platform and banking stack, the cloud-native SME banking platform for financial institutions, which is currently deployed at over 15 banks in India. Over the next one year, Open aims to expand its base to 5 million SMEs and to markets in Southeast Asia, Europe and the US. Companies around the world spend billions of dollars on hiring the right people and in retaining them. Increasingly, psychologists are playing a role across these processes to help enterprises better understand what motivates people as Gen Z enters the workforce. I spoke with Fred Raffinson, Chief I.O. Psychologist at Talview, on what companies can do with recruitment and retention of the best talent in a mobile-first world. 
and the emerging trends in this area. Here's more from our conversation. Fred, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, of course, Talentview is a rising company in the area of uh, talent management with uh, AI and machine learning and a very interesting platform. I'm sure a lot of folks in the industry know about it. For uh, people who are, men- who are not very familiar with uh, Talentview, maybe you could start uh, giving us a brief uh, snapshot of what the company is about and uh, the technologies that it has developed. Sure, I'd be happy to, and it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Um, tell you, I, I really should sort of, I guess, start with a, a statement of our, our mission, and that is really to break down barriers to academic and employment success. And uh, to do that, we offer a, uh, a reimagined candidate-centric and democratized uh, process by which a, a digital process can be used to assess candidates for certification, for jobs, for promotions. Uh, so we allow employers or, or educational institutions to really get a full view of an individual wherever they may be, whatever their disability may be, uh, without any, uh, any view of those things. Uh, to really evaluate a person for their, their skills and their abilities based on our assessments, our use of artificial intelligence, uh, the tools we have to guide candidates to jobs that may fit their skills, uh, to read their resumes. Uh, and we do this all in ways that are effective and efficient for employers, given the, the, the large number of candidates for positions, uh, given the economy today and what's going on in our employment world. And uh, you are a, a veteran in the field of uh, identifying the right recruits and helping companies uh, manage and retain them um, through your uh, deep experience in uh, as a psychologist. And you've just joined, uh, or you recently joined Tanview as a chief IO psychologist. Uh, tell us a bit about your own work leading up to Talview. Sure, I, I would love to. And yes, uh, so Talview is a you know a talent acquisition firm. We help companies a- acquire uh, the best talent. And as an IO psychologist, uh, what what IO psychologists do, it's industrial and organizational psychology, is uh, we really specialize in the psychology of people and work. So we look at jobs and we see what are the skills and abilities and other characteristics that are required to be successful in those jobs. And then using our skills, we look at people and we assess them and we say, do these people have those skills and abilities and characteristics? And we know that the better the match between the person and the job, the more likely they are to be successful. So my background in particular is in assessment and building assessments. Uh, I started many years ago. I don't want to tell you, Hari, how many years ago, but let's just say many. And um, worked for several test uh, assessment publishing companies here in the United States and eventually uh, left and started my own company called IO Solutions, which developed assessments to uh, select police officers and firefighters here in the United States. And we were the first firm to uh, include both a cognitive and a personality component in the selection process, thereby allowing these police and fire departments to get a much better view of the candidates. So we were now now we were looking at their problem-solving ability and also their teamwork orientation and their integrity and all of those important characteristics. And uh, we grew to be the largest provider of those assessments in the U.S. and I ultimately sold that company to uh, my employees. 
philosophy. And then I went to work for uh, an Indian firm uh, called Aspiring Minds, which you may have heard of, and certainly many of your listeners may have heard of a, a wonderful company that is also an assessment company. And I went to work for them as they launched the business here in the United States uh, a few years ago. And uh, we were really successful launching the business in the U.S. It was ultimately acquired by uh, a company called SHL, which is the largest assessment company in the world. Um, and I left there to work for a, a coding company to help them uh, as a startup. And then ultimately, uh, I met Sanjo and really believe in, in what Sanjo and what uh, Talview is doing and, and breaking down these barriers for people and uh, came to work for Talview to help uh, be part of that effort and to help level the playing field for people globally uh, who are looking to improve their lives. It might also help uh, if maybe you could give us a brief uh, explanation of what an I.O. psychologist is all about. Sure, I would be happy to. Uh, I.O. psychology, industrial and organizational psychology, I believe in, in your neck of the woods, uh, people generally refer to, the, to them, to us as organizational psychologists, but here we have a little different take on it. But it's all about work and, and what makes people successful at work and how can we tailor jobs to best meet people's skills. So IO psychologists can do several things. One of the things they might do is work with work systems to try to make them more efficient and more effective and see where there are areas where people could do a better job than they're doing now and, and ways that might work better. Another thing that IO psychologists focus on, uh, some of them, is leadership and motivation and developing those types of programs and, and how to motivate people and how to build teams and how to get everyone working together in the organization. And yet another area, and this is more the industrial area, is, is it's very math and statistics oriented, and it's called psychometrics. Psychometrics meaning the measurement of psychological traits and characteristics. And you're probably familiar with psychometric assessments things that measure personality and behavior and motivation and attitudes. You may have even taken a psychometric test at some point when trying to get a job or even just for fun to learn about yourself. And um, what we do in particular at Talview is uh, I focus on psychometrics and developing assessments and ensuring that the assessments that we administer to job candidates are job-related, that they're fair to everyone, um, and that they give everyone an equal opportunity to show their skills and abilities and help recruiters determine who's going to be the best fit for their particular jobs in their organizations. Is that somewhat helpful? Yeah, yeah, sure. So let's talk about uh, Talview itself a little bit more. I know uh, uh, some years back, I guess four or five years back, they started out with uh, just uh, video-based uh, interview uh, uh, solutions and so on. Uh, today, of course, much more sophisticated uh, platform. Uh, explain the core technology that uh, Talview has developed uh, today over the years? Sure, I, I'd be happy to. And one of the reasons I'm excited about being with Talview is because of their use of artificial intelligence, AI, in uh, talent acquisition. And, you know, there are lots of companies now that are claiming to use AI to help uh, assess people, help choose people for jobs. And um, not all of them are doing such a great job, but, but Talview is really at the forefront of the state of the science and using AI for talent acquisition. So some of the things that our, our platform will do, for instance, uh, and it's for the entire talent life cycle of an individual, starting from when they apply to a training program, uh, to getting tested in that program, to graduating, to getting a job, to getting performance evaluations, uh, moving on in their careers. But to give you an idea of our, of our platform, 
one of the things we use AI for is resume screening. So organizations can use this technology to automatically screen applicants and select only the ones that are a good fit for the job openings based on historical data of successful candidates. Then it moves on to automated scheduling. So this is all done without the without any human intervention, thereby saving companies thousands of man hours. Um, so rather than engaging in a back and forth to organize a time that suits both parties for interviews and assessments, now HR managers and recruiters can automate this process, drastically speeding up time to hire. Then we get into what I think is the really, really interesting technology, which is our video and audio interviews, whether they are live or pre-recorded. We, we do both. We do asynchronous and synchronous interviews. Um, this is an excellent opportunity for employers to understand multiple aspects of a candidate's skill set. And we can use AI to analyze the interview alongside experienced and qualified interviewers. So companies can gain objective insights on the behaviors of a candidate, their attitudes, their learnability, their communication skills, all by using AI to analyze the speech, that the, the responses that a candidate gives to the, to the interview questions. We then move on to online assessments and proctoring where companies can leverage virtual assessment and proctoring solutions to accurately and securely assess candidates on a wide range of skills and domain knowledge. All of this, is, of course, is mobile first because, you know, today's skilled candidates are constantly connected and they want to be able to manage the hiring process while away from their computer screen. And this really means ensuring that the whole funnel from early communications to final interview caters to mobile as well as PC. And then, of course, this includes company branding and cultures because it's crucial that an organization's values and culture shine through during the virtual hiring process. Candidates really today are very choosy and they want to work for organizations that have something unique to offer and that uphold similar values as them. So our platform is really an end-to-end -end hiring solution starting from the very beginning um, all the way through uh, the end of the talent life cycle of the individual. And it's, it's a unified solution and all the data rests in one place. Uh, you know, traditionally, talent acquisition has been very siloed. There's interviewing going on and it's and then there's there's resume screening and all these things are very manually intensive and so many labor hours um then there's the assessments those were traditionally conducted offline those required scoring and then reporting and then all of that data had to be input somewhere and someone had to be able to take a look at that data and somehow make actionable decisions based on that data and ultimately then there had to be reporting um, and all of the logistics that go along with that. What we've been able to do is take all of those siloed components and put them in one seamless end-to-end -end system, uh, and all of the data resides in the same place. Super easy for recruiters and uh, talent acquisition uh, executives to, to work, and a much, much, much better experience for the candidates. And, and uh, in this day, candidate experience is so important because if you can't get a good candidate soon, uh, somebody else will will get her before you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to come to that point uh, just a little down the line. Uh, before that, uh, you you talked about uh, uh, trying to break down silos in which uh, in, in ways in which uh, uh, rather in the way in which companies uh, manage their talent. Um, uh, if you uh, step back and look at uh, what's happening in uh, large businesses today, what are some of the uh, biggest trends in the way uh, companies are using psychologists uh, and psychology today to better manage who they recruit uh, and how 
uh, those recruits work within the companies better with each other? Sure. I, I think there's really three challenges right now, and it really all stems from what we call the great resignation. Uh, I, I'm sure you're aware and your listeners are aware that, you know, the latest statistic I've seen is that 46% of the workforce is seeking new roles right now because of new opportunities to work remotely. And that's one of the, you know, advantages of technology for the candidates, but it's, it's, you know, it's very difficult for industry. People are leaving and this great resignation, there's a mass exodus of skilled workers that are seeking better opportunities and more flexibility elsewhere. And, you know, Alongside these shifts in the workforce comes a growing demand for their skills. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen statistics like 40% of companies hired tech staff during the pandemic, but 66% of those are planning to do more recruiting next year. So it's essential that these companies strategize uh, to attract and retain talent in order to continue to, to grow as, as, as time goes on. So what are some of the ways that they can, uh, they can meet the skills shortage? And I think there's, there's several challenges involved. Um, one, one way they can meet these challenges, I think, is to look internally. So um, a recent survey by CompTIA showed that 42% of companies are putting new efforts of upskilling current workers. And I think that's one way that many, many organizations are changing now and using psychologists. They're learning how to upskill their workers, how to train them, um, how to get them ready for new roles so that they can be moved into those roles immediately as they become available, because it's just too hard to find people outside the organization and they have the talent internally. So learning and development programs and internal assessments are things that psychologists develop to benchmark and identify employees that are a good fit for these new roles. And you know, with this kind of data, organizations can accurately skill tag employee profiles and then allow HR managers to use them for just-in-time hiring. So. Um, all sorts of assessments and training can be done with their current employees, including things like cognitive ability, learnability, communication skills, and knowledge of, you know, very particular skills and, and domains. So I think that's one really uh, important way that psychologists are helping organizations, and that's to look internally, look into their own organization, and really, really build on the talent that they already have inside, because it's going to be so hard to find people outside the organization. Um, when that's not available, of course, then they need to source externally. And that's another thing that uh, psychologists can help organizations do. So, you know, as companies are growing, many of them are encountering specific needs that can't always be met uh, by training existing employees. And in these cases, they need to turn to remote hiring to access a talent pool without geographical limitations. And remote hiring is, is a huge challenge that's now facing organizations. And it's something that psychologists are doing a lot to help with. Um, a remote hiring process really needs to encapsulate the right technology to enable excellent and excellent candidate experience. Uh, the assessments need to be fair and unbiased, which is uh, something that I think organizations are learning much, much more about. It's always been, uh, sort of a, a key word, a key phrase in the United States here, uh, fairness and, and, and lack of bias. Uh, but now that with, with this great resignation and with so many more people looking for jobs and so many people with disabilities and of, of different ethnicities and gender, I think fairness has really come to the forefront. And it's, I think diversity, equity, and inclusion are probably the key issue for most human resource managers and talent acquisition managers 
um, in the field today. So it's another way that psychologists are working closely with organizations, and that is to take their existing assessments and their existing selection processes, look at where there's bias, try to identify where that bias came from, and eliminate it to the best of their ability so that people really do have a limited, uh, have a, a level playing field. And it doesn't matter if, if you have a disability or what your gender is or what your ethnicity is. If you have the skills to do the job, um, you, you can make an excellent employee. And I think psychologists are helping people identify those, those excellent job candidates now uh, in a way that they've never been able to before with, without the technology and without some of these solutions. Mm. About uh, your point earlier uh, on how if one company is not quick enough to uh, get a, a good candidate quickly, a competitor will surely do that. Uh, so uh, I know the Talview has offices in India and also some customers in India as well. Uh, and today, as you might know, a lot of Indian startups are uh, funded with hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, venture capital money. Uh, they spend a lot of money on talent. So if one were to keep uh, money aside, uh, given that and, you know the industry is pretty competitive, what can a growing startup uh, do to attract and retain the best and the brightest? What would be your advice? Well, that's that's a great question, Harry, and it's one that I think organizations struggle with. And uh, I know that even internally, as to our leadership team, we we uh, it's a high priority for us. We want to not only bring in bring in the the brightest and the best, but we want them to stay. We don't want turnover. We want them to help us grow, right? We bring people in not just to do the work, but to help us grow. And that's one of the uh, benefits of diversity and equity and inclusion is that we've learned and research has showed us that a diverse set of attitudes and a diverse set of perspectives will actually help an organization to grow. And I think that modern companies and modern startups realize that. So they see the value of that. So what are some of the ways to retrain these people, uh, to retain these people? I'm sorry. And I, I think one of the aspects there is is autonomy and giving people the ability to make decisions, uh, to have an impact, a real impact, and not simply be a worker anymore. I mean, you know, we've come a long way from assembly lines, but it's the same idea. You know, when, when people are doing rote kind of work and they don't feel invested in it and they don't feel that, uh, that they're, they're making an impact and uh, that they're appreciated, why would they stay? They could go somewhere else. Uh, but when they feel that they're valued and they feel that uh, they're invested in this and that they're part of a, an important solution, and, and it's, a, it's also a, a key thing, is that they need to believe in the values of the company and what the company is doing. I think all of those things will help to keep that key talent in place. And I agree with you. Uh, I mean, you say, you know, salary, keeping salary equal, but I think that uh, motivation and making a difference and feeling like part of a team and uh, feeling like you're bringing value to the world, uh, that is more important to some of the younger generation that is now entering the workforce than the money actually is. Well, you know, I think, you know, we look at something like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Certainly there's, there's a level of money that's required and that they perceive is important in order to live the lifestyle they want to live. But at a certain point, it doesn't matter anymore. And then what does matter? And that's being able to make a difference, uh, having the right values, feeling like you're having an impact on the world, uh, feeling like you're doing something that's worthwhile and uh, having the autonomy to, to make decisions uh, and not be micromanaged, uh, all of those types of things. So it's, it's, it's a different type of workforce than, uh, I don't know how old you are, Harry, but it's a different type of workforce than I was originally indoctrinated in. And uh, I think it's a great workforce. Uh, 
And I think it's really good for people. And uh, it's it, we, we've seen some of the best uh, employees and the best uh, employee development and, and the best company growth in history because that attitude towards work has changed. It's now more of a, a bit, it's more of a team orientation than a, a hierarchical structure of organizations. Okay. Uh, bringing it back to TalView itself, uh, going forward, what are some of the most important areas in which you will be personally involved and uh, what kind of features and capabilities would you like to see in the TalView platform? Well, that is a great question, Hari. Um, going forward, you know, it is amazing the speed with which technology is is moving, right? So I am so excited about artificial intelligence, and we've seen it come so far, literally in the last few years. And I think one of the things we're going to see is is leaps and bounds in the capabilities of AI, um, and and that's one of the things that I'm going to be involved in. You know. Uh, I think one of the things that differentiates TalView is our ability to use AI during the interview process to get behavioral insights from a candidate simply while they're answering interview questions. So we can learn about their personality, their motivation, their behavior, simply based on the words they use by comparing them to neuro-linguistic lexicons of words that look at these different types of dimensions. And this is all, we're able to do this unlike a psychometric test where candidates can really game the test. They can't game this type of an assessment because they don't even know that this is happening, right? Um, so this is an amazing function of AI and it's something that we're going to continue to develop and we're going to be able to develop more measures. We're going to be able to assess more things like emotional intelligence, integrity, safety orientation, all sorts of things, just from a person's words, just from the way they talk. So I think that's one thing that I, I see happening and something that I'm really excited about being a part of. Um, we could really expect also to see some, you know, of the more traditional assessments becoming much more sophisticated, encompassing things like simulation technology to evaluate behavior and cultural fit. We're really seeing that culture fit now is really an important thing for organizations. Um, and I think also one of the things uh, that's going to be really important that we're going to see more is, is this mobile first hiring process. We really, uh, have come a long way and we still have a ways to go in ensuring that everyone is able to participate in these hiring processes, especially when you consider, uh, remote rural areas, uh, you know, economically depressed areas. There are amazing people, obviously, in all of these areas with tremendous skills and talent and traditionally they've been missed. And, and. I think that's that you know that's one of our goals is to bring all of these people back into the workforce. Let's not miss these people anymore. There's no reason for that. And also, I think through the use of these tools and through the use of AI and being able to make assessments faster and more effective and more efficient, we can even reduce the number of, of assessments needed to give to a candidate, give them a better experience, and get even more insights from a single interview or a single assessment. So. That's uh, sort of what I see the future uh, of technology bringing to, to, to the world, to, to the talent acquisition field. And I see TalView as leading the way and leading the charge in the use of artificial intelligence for talent acquisition. Okay, excellent. Uh, insightful conversation, sir. Uh, thank you so much again for making time for this. Uh, and I certainly hope to keep the conversation going. Well, I appreciate that, Hari. I'm here for you anytime. You know where I live. That was Fred Raffelson. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. 
Thank you for listening.